It's Jesus we talking about you. It's Jesus we are talking about. We're talking about you. We're talking about you. Okay, let's see who gets here first. Let me quickly do sound check with whoever gets here first. And then we'll fly. Song of Solomon. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Okay, I have two people connected already. Uh, just drop a comment. Drop anything. Okay, I have Idowu Onokwemi Paul. She's one of our top fans, but we should start doing something for all, all of our fans. Maybe we should buy a ceiling for all of our fans. Okay, just kidding. Okay, thank you so much, everybody, for, for coming around. That's all reason. Of course, this is another banquet of love and then want to fly. And, you know, um, <laughs> you know, we should start asking the question of, is it really necessary to keep coming to get a dose of God's love for us? Do we necessarily have to keep coming all the time to remind ourselves of God's love for us? Is it necessary? I think it's necessary. You know, one of the best ways I picture God's love is that through the word of God, naturally we get purified, we get sanctified. Um, see it as, if you have a content, um, I add pina colada with my partner some couple of days ago. Imagine if we have pina colada in a cup. And maybe your own, your personality is pina colada because you have so many strawberries, you have so many things around yourself and then you have so many things God is working on in your life. <laughs> okay. I mean, I give you a good example, pina colada. But you see, I'm giving, by the way, no matter how the state of your heart is, as long as you keep coming, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. If you pour a tap, if you open a tap and then you put a dirty cup or even a, a cup full of any other content apart from water, once you put it there, it's just a matter of time. If the water keeps gushing out, it's gonna dilute the the content in the in the cup or in the bottle, and then over time, the whole thing is gonna gush out. If you leave it for a while, the only thing you have in that content or in that bottle will be pure water, natural water. So, in the process of the water gushing out, the things that are not necessarily will go out because they will they will have to because the thing is full, so they will gush out. And then in just a matter of time, the only thing we have will be pure water. Naturally, every time we allow the word of God into our heart, we don't just know it because we don't have a thing to measure it. But some of us know it tangibly. It's just a matter of time. We realize strife, anger, bitterness of heart, worries, anxiety, they melt away by time. If you want to test what I'm trying to say, try not to listen to any good news, any word of God for three days. Just try three days. See how many days you can go before you, you start feeling as if something is really wrong on your inside. So every time we come around to talk about the love of God, basically, long story short, is to remind ourselves because God really wants us to talk about how much he loves us. He wants us to. He wants us to remind ourselves of how much he loves us. So I know the last time we stopped in Song of Solomon chapter 2, 
but we couldn't finish because we only did half of it. So I'm just gonna jump because of time. Just gonna show you some other places in Sanga Solomon chapter two. And this is why we decided to choose Sanga Solomon is because I know it's one of those places in church people don't really talk about. And God, God has given us a grace in true spirituality to talk about places and things people don't talk about because you know, maybe you know at times, at times, at times, people respect the church structure and church calendar. So there are some things you may never hear on the pulpit for one year stretch. You understand, right? Yeah, I mean, for example, in my church, in the past one year, they didn't say anything about how to choose a life partner. But we have so many youths in church, they will need to get married. So you understand what I'm talking about? So one of the things I feel like God has given us the grace to do in just reality is talk about the things. I mean, I just like, usually, I don't you know, we hardly talk about common things. We talk about things people don't really talk about. Because people will get married. How would that sister know who to marry? How would that brother know who to marry? You understand what I'm talking about? I mean, so because of church structure, I understand, but either way, we have to search for the truth. We have to know the truth because it's only the truth that can set us free. So Song of Solomon chapter 2. Uh, if you're looking for love lyrics, I recommend Song of Solomon. But by the way, everybody jump down to verse 14. Let's just start from verse 14. It says, Oh my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the crannies of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. There's a way God sees us. There's a way we see ourselves. At times, it's ironic that we don't really see ourselves the way God sees us. God always wants us to see ourselves the way he sees us. So I'm reading from the Bible. Not my words. Get ready for this. So the Bible says, oh my God. Now, by the way, the person talking here the person talking here is, you know, basically, I've told you about this before. We have bride, we have, um, I don't want to go back to this, but we have, basically, we have three characters. We have the church, the bride. We have um, King Solomon, which is called picture of Jesus. And then we have people around that are giving comments from time to time. So basically, if you go back to this, by the way, you see that the bride was adoring the beloved. That is we getting our validation. Listen, I want to show you something very powerful here, by the way. Very powerful. It says, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. I've told you guys this before. You know, one of the things they told us is, complaints of God, just come and throw your prayer point and then leave. No. Maybe there are times when God really wants to see our face. Maybe it doesn't just want to hear your voice. He doesn't just want to hear your prayer point. Maybe there are times when God really wants to spend time with you. He just want to see your face. Let me tell you this. You have to start getting used to it. Times when you just go and shut down. You want to go to prayers of God without prayer points. Just go and spend time. You don't necessarily have to always have prayer points before you feel the need to get conscious of the fact that God is around and maybe just have some normal conversations with God. There are times you just want to say thank you to him. Just want to appreciate it. Just say thank you, Jesus. And basically, God wants to see your face. In fact, if you take it in order, he said, let me see your face first. Before let me hear your voice. Because if it's let me hear your voice first, that means you can keep talking to God via telephone call. Hey God, I'm hungry, give me food. Okay. But he wants to see your face. He doesn't just want you to talk from a distance because that's the old testament style. Those guys talk, they only send the priest. Even the priest is not sure because he, he may feel as if God may strike him down. But God doesn't want to hear your voice anymore. He wants to see your face. I know you see your face right now, like my face, you see pimples. But actually, the way God sees my face is not the same way you see my face. So my, my, my lover is saying he wants to see my face. 
So you see places like this, you realize naturally love will push you effortlessly into a place of communion. You want to spend time with God. He wants to see your face. You know, I always quote this place a lot. When we want to pray, we want to have our session. How oh, I love to see your face. He wants to see your face. He wants to hear your voice. Don't just go to the of God and say, God, this. Mm -mm. He also wants to see your face. He wants to see your face. He wants to know you are around. He wants to hear you calling Father. Not only because you have something to say. Maybe at times just go and... No, I, I'm not sure if this has happened to you before. There are times when you want to go and pray and then you just don't pray at the end of the day. Just lie down. And just keep thinking about what God has done for you. You know this place in the book of Psalms. There are so many places in the book of Psalms where the Bible wrote something like S-E-L-A-H. It's called Sela. Sela means a musical instrument or a musical interlude whereby you just sit down and ponder on the goodness of God. There are times when you just sit down and reflect on the grace of God. There are times when you just play an instrumental and you should just reflect on the love of God. It's loving kindness. He is good and it's messy. So basically, God doesn't only want to see your face. Sorry, doesn't only want to hear your voice. He also wants to see your face. They've trained us so much that just call up the name of your Lord. Just shout, Father. But when they just start teaching us, we're going to appear in the presence of God. He wants you to come. Appear. He wants appearance. The Bible says they go from strength to strength as many of them that appear. God wants to see your face. He wants to see your lovely face. I know you have pimples. God doesn't see your pimples. He loves to see you the way you are. You are perfect, blameless, spotless in his sight. Colossians 1.22. So you see yourself, you see, my God, I have pimples here. God doesn't even care. And I've told you guys this before. The only person that can love you the way you are is God. Is God. If you are tall, he loves you. If you are short, he loves you. If you have six packs, he loves you. If you don't even have, if you have pot belly, he still loves you. He just wants to see your face. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to make you lie down. In fact, Psalm 20 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He made me lie down. Who made you lie down? God made me lie down. God makes you rest. If you are not appearing, how do you want to rest? It's not just about you praying prayer point and praying a prayer of fear. No, he wants you to just come and relax and so that he can make you lie down. In fact, context of Psalm 23, everybody listen. The Lord is my shepherd. Listen, I shall not want. He, when you use he in a sentence, you are referring to somebody. So you are probably telling somebody about some, some somebody. You understand what I mean? Right? If I tell you this, okay, um, BDM right now, he did this, he did that. You understand? I'm giving reference to BDM as second person, right? Okay. So he made me to lie down. So David started his testimony by telling people what God has done. He made me to lie down. He leads me inside this part of righteousness for his name's sake. Now listen, when he got to time of trouble, he stopped talking about God as second person. He started talking about, I will fellow you. Let me tell you this. Even though I walk, now listen, I'm segmenting something very fast. Even though I walk to the valley of shadow of death, I will fellow you. Why? For you are with me. Stop. He was no longer talking to God as, he, 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 as somebody somewhere. He's now pointing to God. God, now you must see my face. Even though I watch you the value of shadow of death, I will tell you. Because why? You is no longer for he is with me. No, he's pointing. God, you are with me. When you share testimony, you talk about what God has done. When you are in situations, you point to God. You say, You are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. So he started pointing to God as if God is standing next to you. Do you understand? Let me do that again for the last time. That's not my message. I just want to say it finally. The Lord is my shepherd, right? I shall not want. So David was sharing a testimony. I'm segmenting Psalm 23. Then he said, he made me. So he is when you're talking about somebody, 
to somebody else. So God, he made me to lie down goodness for us. He lived inside. So he he making reference to God as he second person. But when he got to the point where he said, Do I walk that through the valley of shadow of death? Now that's a danger. That situation, that's challenges of life. It's no longer he as somebody you are making reference to. He's now you. God you must help me. So he said, Your rod, he said, even though I watch you the valley of death, I will find him for what? For you are with me. So at that time, he's talking to God one or one he's no longer making reference to god as he is giving testimony now it's now him and god because god wants to see his face so he's like god as long as i know you are with me and we should talk about this in the morning by the way um there's a testimony we're going to share tomorrow later tomorrow but basically you guys you understand the te- I'm, this one is not testimony of uh, i want to cross the road and a car did not eat me that's not the testimony <laughs> Just come tomorrow. I mean, this is a real testimony. You can't deny the power of God. You understand? You can't even deny it. I mean, considering the fact that what we spoke about in the morning was exactly talking about God delivering people from literal fire. This is the kind of testimony I'm talking about. You understand? But this is what it is. So basically, you are with me. Your God. So that's the point to God. Your God and you have the point. Comfort me. You pay attention to me. Listen, in the presence of my enemy, you still talking about God. You are united my head with all. Now, listen, my cups run over. When you get to the point where you get overwhelmed with the love of God, when he anoints you, when he takes care of you, and you go to the point where you are now having run over, you are overwhelmed, you are overwhelmed by that love. You know what happens? It's almost as if you leave God somewhere, now you now get to a place of affirmation. So David said, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. He doesn't need God anymore because he has gotten overflow. Because why? his cup has already run over. So he said, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life I shall, I shall. So at that point, he said, God, thank you, I have overdose. So he can face the issue of life. So only goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You need overdose. It's one of the reasons why we keep coming every day. We want to keep hearing how much God loves us. Because the moment you get to that point whereby you anoint your head with oil, He shower you with His love, and you get to that point whereby your cup is beginning to run over. You know what happened? You say, thank you, Jesus. In just name, amen. You go out there and it changes your mindset. You don't have any fearful expectation of fear, judgment, worry, or anxiety. Your lyrics will be only goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will join the hands of the Lord. So at that time, he doesn't say, God, you, I, no. I like it's just him. He's affirmed, he's approved, and he has overflow. So he's using it to relate to the issues of life. It doesn't matter what, what test, what result he's waiting for, what, what, he's just no, his only goodness and mercy shall follow me. When you begin to get overflow with the love of God, it shapes the way you see life. You realize it's only goodness. And you're not proud. You're not psyching yourself. Because you already know your inside. That it's only goodness. You are so loved by God. That the only thing you will see is his goodness. There is no other thing in Zion apart from God's goodness. So you need to flow of the love of God. That's the reason why we keep talking about it. So Psalm, Psalm the Solomon chapter 2. Verse 14 says, Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. Don't just come friends of God. Just come and throw prayer point. Throw it. They will say, ask two things from the Lord. You say, God, God, some of you pray, pray, pray. You will shake your head so much. You ask God to be up and say, you don't remember anymore. No, no, it's not just, don't, don't rush in the prayer. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may find help in time of need. Come boldly. Always come and say, Father, how are you? Father, I've come to spend time with you. I've just come and, so I can see my face. Father, let's spend five minutes together. Father, I mean, get comfortable with the presence of God. Don't get scary with the presence of God. Get comfortable. You are his son. You are his son. You are his son of God. 
and I'm already tempted again. I didn't finish chapter two today, but we have to wrap up. But guys, keep this trial. This is very powerful. God always wants to see your face. Don't just throw prayer points. No, he wants to see your face first, making sure you are coming boldly and not you going, oh my God, my God, we got, we got, we got strike me dead. No, he wants to see your face. He wants to see that boldness. He wants to see that smile. He wants to see that smile on your face. You know, in the, in the, in the scripture, um, this place where the woman with the issue of blood got healed, she was scared. She was in fear and trembling. I've explained that before, what fear and trembling mean. She was shocked. Oh my God. Oh my God. She was shocked. You know what happened afterwards? She wanted to, to, to run away. But just looked back. Just said, who touched me? So she had to say, it is high. So just look into her face and just call her daughter. Automatically. Because of the boldness she had to say, Jesus, it is me. They said, okay, daughter. She was scared of what Jesus would say. Because Jesus was like, who touched me? She was scared. But the only word that could come out of Jesus was affirmation. The celebrity, where people are trying to get his attention, now look back and call that woman that is afraid of what may happen next. And the only word just came, that came out of the mouth of Jesus because of her boldness to say, it is me. And just look at her face to face. Just call her daughter. Daughter. He wants to see her face. He wants to call you daughter. He wants to call you son. I need to wrap up. Our time is up. You can't get tired of, <laughs> of the love of God. You can't. We can talk about it for the rest of the day. We can talk about it for the rest of the day. But guys, if there's anything, keep fueling your tank. Keep fueling your love tank. It's just a matter of time. Keep fueling it up. It's just a matter of time. Keep fueling it up. You have overflow. When you have overflow, trust me, you have only good expectation about life. Okay, I should wrap up. I know I said, I don't wrap up. <laughs> we won't wrap up. Thank you, precious Father. Lord, we are trusting you, God, that you open our eyes the more to keep seeing your love for us, to embrace it. Help us to understand how to respond to your love. Your love is not scary. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't burn. Make us understand. And so you can look at us face to face. You can see our face. You can hear our voices. And you can call us daughter. You can approve us. Approve us in private. Call us son. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise, O oh God. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' mighty name. And let God's people say, Amen. Thank you so much, everybody. I have to rush out right now. Once it's 3 p.m., we meet on Instagram for Femi, oh, Femi session. Thank you so much once again. I see everybody. Shout out to everybody. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Peace out. It's Jesus we're talking about you. Jesus, we are talking about, we're talking about, we're talking about you.